This is KUCI 88.9 in Irvine. Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and I'm filling in for Flythe. This is Life Digests, Sounds Like Noise. And uh, today's show, I'm actually going to feature... Two more folks from the Newport Beach Film Festival, directors Chris Fetchko and Marina Donahue, are standing by to discuss their film, All in Time. Hello. Hello. Actually, I think there will be. You think so? I think, I think it'll be a small audience, but a loyal audience. Oh. I know this radio. Hey, can, can, I, can I interrupt? <laughs> yes. Hi. Hey. Hi. So I brought you on. You're on the air. Oh, hey. How are Thanks you? How's it going? going? Good, good. So... This is a great film. I put all the information up on my blog. My regular show is Get the Funk Out Show. And uh, we're talking with Chris Fetchko and Marina Donahue. And Marina, I know you're at the Tribeca Film Festival, so no problem about any noise or anything. No worries. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. I can still hear you. How did you come up with the idea for this film? Um, the film, it's kind of an autobiographical story to a point. I, uh, I, I'm a big music fan, and there's a band from Pennsylvania called The Bathroom okay. that I started listening to when I was in college, and I always loved the band. Okay. And just like, like any band, sometimes you go through roller coasters of a career. Wait, excuse and me, Chris? With, Chris? When they started going Wait, Chris, can you hear me? Down, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm getting a lot of noise from Marina. So, Marina, can yeah. you, can, when you're... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute. Just yeah. mute, and then when you want to come on, just unmute. Okay, go ahead. Okay. All right. Oh, that's better. Oh, wait, not yet. <laughs> uh, okay, there, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. All right, there you go. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. No, uh, what I was saying is, is that in college, I started listening to this band called The Badly, and um, they like, quickly became like my favorite band. Everybody has like that one band that they love. Yes. And um, it turned out I went to Syracuse University. Yeah, Syracuse. I, Go oh, on. Oh, yeah. I heard, you, I heard through the grapevine you went to Syracuse yes, as well. Good, yes, Good company. <laughs> um, but, um, but I'm from Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that this band was from where I'm from. Um, so when I found out, you're so happy. you know, that they're from, you know, when you're, when you're from Pennsylvania, it's not like one town, it's like an area, you know what I mean? It's like right. you're from Pennsylvania, it just, it's just a rural kind of environment where a lot of cities, and so they were from, quote unquote, where I'm from, and when I found that out, it was just like, my obsession just like went crazy, you know what I yeah. mean? Oh, sure. Um, so I moved to New York after college, and had a really good job, and I spent most of my time driving home to see this band play in Pennsylvania and, you know, trying to balance that. And um, That's it got really to the point tough. where, yeah, they knew the manager, and I quit my job and came home and literally moved into my old bedroom and started managing this band. <laughs> and uh, it was, like, literally my dream job. You know, I didn't even wow. consider it work. And um, that's where the idea for the movie started because... You know, like all dreams, sometimes it's not always what you expect it to be. Yes. And balancing my love of my job and my relationship with this girlfriend, that's where the movie really stemmed from. Because literally, I put the band in front of the girl. Yeah. And, you know, it was, a, it was kind of like a, like a 
midlife crisis for me, so to speak, trying to figure out what's really important. Right, right. And that, that was where the seed of the idea came from. It's a great idea. Does your and your, do your girlfriend know that you made this film based on this? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's not my girlfriend anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the, the breakup is actually the real seed of the movie. And it was funny because, um, you know, years later we became friends. And That's good. She saw a rough cut of it and was very awkward sitting in my house watching the movie with her. I'm sure. Funny. But cathartic yeah. for you, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, um, I wrote the script and it was very, very personal, you know, mm-hmm. very raw. And then Marina joined the project. And Rena really got it out of my journal entry and, you know, helped me make it into, like, a real movie. So when you watch it now, when I watch it now, it's like I don't think about it in terms of that's my life, yes. you know? Yes. I almost forget about it sometimes, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, when we were in post, we watched the film for the first time, like, on a big screen when we were doing our color correction front to back. And, like, at some point, there's, like, a year that this process was years in the making. Mm-hmm. And at some point during that screening, I was like, holy crap, this is my life, yeah, you know? Sure. And um, it was very interesting. Let's bring Marina on um, and talk about, now, why do you set the film in the 1990s? Well, uh, we, uh, luckily I have some friends in the music business uh, as well. And um, we are showing the script around, trying to kind of vet it and get some ideas on what do you guys think about this. Okay. And um, one guy said, you know, you could never, this story could never happen now. This is a 90s story because the Internet has changed the music industry so much that nowadays you kind of just release online, you know, you do social media. um, You know, once Napster happened, the whole music industry changed. It it used to be that there would be one, one guy who really fell in love with a band and dedicated his life to getting that, that band famous and heard and get their music out there. And um, that's really the way the music industry was in the 90s. It was, it, the bands needed uh, somebody to really promote them and really believe in them. Mm-hmm. Now they can just use the Internet. So we had to then kind of go back and say, oh, my gosh, we have to do a period film, and we're a really low budget. How are we going to do that? Right. Um, but, but luckily, uh, I guess what's the saying, Chris? Um, some places in Pennsylvania are two hours away, but ten years behind. Yeah. Um, and uh, New York. The so, saying, yeah, the saying is like where I'm from. It's two hours and twenty years from New York City. Right. I love right. it. Right. So it was actually ended up being really easy to do a '90s piece there. We just uh, we had some really talented people um, in costume and hair and makeup, and especially in our production design who who brought the world, uh, you, know, like, you, you know, you kind of remembered, oh, my gosh, yes, we had Palm Pilots and we had mm-hmm. pagers. And there was, like, I even asked in, for, while we were doing sound, I asked if we could have a fax noise uh. Um, in the background in an office because yeah. that's what you would have heard. Sure, <laughs> so right, exactly. You don't hear those sounds so much anymore. No, no. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with directors, writers, Chris Fetchko and Marina Donahue, and their film, All in Time, is going to be screening at the, uh, let's see, April 25th at 7.45 p.m. Is this the, this is the world premiere, right? Yeah, the world premiere is on Saturday. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited. Yeah, this has been a long project. It's uh, six years in the making from from when Chris and I first met uh, to this this incredible day uh, where we're going to get to show it to everyone. So it's 
it's it's like having a baby. It really is. How, um, we're how, very we're really excited. How did you meet? Journey. By the way, I, I was, was going to ask how did you meet and end up working together? Uh, we met through a friend, um, actually uh, the the guy a guy that worked on my first film, mm-hmm. Everything's Jake. Um, he was friends with Marina. He's friends with me, and he's like, "Hey, you guys should meet up." And uh, we went from there. You know, and it all came down to you know Marina read the script and responded to it and uh the rest is history hopefully history yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was fun working with chris at the beginning because you know there's two very strong female characters in in the film and um i think uh you know chris has a perspective a male perspective of what happened but right. there's also emotions that are going on in the girl the girl that that's being broken up with because the band is more important you know that i i wanted to make sure that she had her own life and um, interests and passions and and uh, and choices to make as well. Right. So it was fun kind of fleshing out the female characters. Um, and uh, and then also Chris had had some bad experiences with kind of the villain in our film, who Ooh. was the, the guitar player and the songwriter. In, in real life, he had problems with him. Oh, and oh. when I first came on board, uh, this character kind of died in the middle of the film in a fiery car crash. <laughs> so it was like, we can't, we can't do that. We actually have to have the villain have his own story and resurrect him and everything, yes, you right, know. And exactly. So that was, that was a lot of fun, um, just trying to, you know, make it. I think Chris, you know, Chris worked through some issues while, uh, while we were working. <laughs> Chris had him dying <laughs> in a car crash. crash. It's yeah. hard, you know, it's hard managing a band, and there's so many personal feelings. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, but yeah, we, we needed to have that character be, be redeemed. And so it was, it, that was a lot of fun, um, uh, working on that. I had, a, I had a ball working with Chris on it and he has, he has so much knowledge about the industry and, and what it is like, uh, between the members of the band, how mm-hmm. they interact and what they do. So I learned so much. It was, it's it, fun because it, it, I, I love to see a movie where you actually go in and learn something about an industry. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, so this is kind of that way you get to see what it's like behind the scenes. It sounds like the two of you complemented each other with your skill sets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, yeah, the feminine masculine thing, too. Right. Um, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What was it like writing the script together? Was it, I mean, were there times where you butt heads? I mean, that's all I know. Oh, yeah. Natural, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even in the same room right now. No, we're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, uh, but it's like, here's the thing. It's like we were both passionate about it, and... You know, it's amazing to me because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously passionate about this movie yeah. from a personal standpoint, but it, it always amazed me how passionate Marina was about this story. Right. And when you get two passionate people, you know, trying to do something, it's great because you get it done, and that's mm-hmm. why we're, we're premiering the movie because we got the movie done. Yes. But it's also, you know, you have to find your way of how you work together. So, you know, it took us a while to figure that out, and once we did, it was great. That's great. I mean, you obviously have a great connection. Did you agree on who you wanted to cast in it as well? I'm sorry, what was that? Did you agree on who you wanted to cast in it? Oh, yeah. 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 It was a a process. I mean, we spent a lot of time in the casting audition room, and that was so much fun because, you know, you're just seeing all these people coming in and making your characters come to life in different takes, in different ways. It was awesome, and we kind of found them together. You know, it was great. That's it was a really great. good time. I know yeah. you're. Lead- we did. Yeah, we were on the same page. We, we somebody would walk in, and we would know right off the bat 
that's our Glenn. Really? You know, or that's, that's our Rachel. So, yeah, it was fun. Wow. I know, because you have quite a, a great mix of talent here, uh, all different ages, mm-hmm. all different experiences. I mean, Sean, mm-hmm. I was reading that uh, mostly he's focused on commercials and voiceover. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, right. he's had some experiences, but um, he was great in the lead. Oh, thank you, yeah. We're really, really happy with his performance. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, we're introducing Sean Modica. So that's kind of exciting to introduce new talent. Uh, but we, we definitely wanted somebody who was kind of unknown um, and, and who, who could really be believable. Right. We, we, you know, Chris always, and, and me too, we always strove for authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we didn't want it to be a Hollywood film. It doesn't have a Hollywood ending. Um, you know, there's definitely some stand-up and cheer moments, which are really great, and there's some heartfelt moments and times where people cry. Um, and uh, so, um, but but we really wanted all of our actors to be very believable. Yes. Uh, we didn't want anybody to look, you know, we just didn't want to have a Hollywood type of a film. We right. wanted to go for something yeah. different, something real. And same with the music, too. And, Chris, you could talk about how you insisted on Yeah. Oh, good. I, I mean, want to talk live. about that. Like, my biggest pet peeve with, me, like, being in the music business and, you know, seeing firsthand, you know, how it really works mm-hmm. compared to the cliches that Hollywood puts out there. Like, I really wanted to make a film that just shows what a working band is like, you know? Great, yes. It's not just doing drugs off of uh, strippers, you know what I mean? It's okay. like there's real life that happens, you right. know? And um, part of that is when you watch a music movie, then you see the performances, the music is always... Uh, I won't say fake, but it's not real in terms of a live performance. Sure. Sometimes they're using the album track and they're lip syncing. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to have the live performances being shot and heard in such a way so that the film audience feels like they're actually there in mm-hmm. the performances. Even though it's not big stadiums, it's small, intimate clubs, yeah. we wanted to get that feeling. So what we yeah. did was we used all the real musicians to record all the music in the actual locations that we filmed in okay. um, before we shot. And then we came back like two weeks later and ran playback using that same music um, as like a moment like a music video shoot. So I when see. you watch the film, you'll, you'll swear it's a live performance, but it's really not. It's movie magic. Ah. But the music that you're hearing is the real musicians. And when we cast, when we cast the musicians, I wanted to try as hard as we could to get every musician you see in the film to be the actual real musician. That's perfect. You know? Yes. And um, so we came really close to pulling that off. A couple, couple of the parts are really needy in terms of the acting, so we had to go with a traditional actor. But for the most part, 90% of the musicians you see in the movie are the actual people you're hearing playing, which, which is really cool because that was one of the things I wanted to do before the first word was even written of this movie. Now, the Badleys that, are, that play the damsels in the movie, they're, they're actually a six-piece rock band. Were they, when you approached them, were they, like, blown away, or what was their reaction to be in the movie? Um, no, I think, I think they knew. Um, well, I, I did a movie before I managed them, okay. and I actually met them because I uh, went to them to have their music used in my first film. Mm-hmm. So they always kind of knew I was in the film thing. Yes. Um, and when we were working together, I would always kind of hint around about it. And um, it was funny because the lead singer of the band, he uh, is actually the lead singer in the movie. And he, I sent him the script, 
and he was reading it on the beach. He was on vacation or something, <laughs> and he called me up, and he's like, he's like, I don't know if I want to laugh or cry at this script, <laughs> because, you know, he he lived it, you know, yeah. along with me. So right. it was kind of interesting to see everybody's take, and as a, as I got feedback from back from everybody. It was just funny to hear everybody's take on reconciling the reality from the fiction. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, as the script evolved, it's not, this isn't a documentary. You know, it's not a true story, right. even with, you know, the parts of me. That fiction took over, and mm-hmm. it's so funny because people that are really close to the band and the situation, they always watch the movie, and they always come back, and they're like, did that really happen, or did this really happen? And yeah. they're trying to reconcile it all. Of course. And um, that's kind of funny because... Yeah. Obviously, there's some movie magic moments that happen, and it's just funny to see people react to that stuff. Right. I love the but band. they excited. The band's great. Pete Palladino, the lead singer, is great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 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 He's good at his job. Yeah. yeah. And he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> eye candy for the ladies you should there come you see it just to see him <laughs> and, and how did yeah. you connect with Laura Shea because she sings as well so Laura Laura plays a, a character in the movie that is an artist who is really good but she really doesn't want to pursue a career in music mm-hmm. and that actually happened in real life where I was managing bands and I got her demo and I was like oh my god as soon as I heard it who is this girl and I wound up starting to work with her, and very quickly, because her music is so great, things started happening really quick. And she was in school um, studying to be some sort of medical uh, technician, or I forget the okay. exact uh, career she was in, but she was in college at the time, and she called me up and she says, I don't want to do this. I don't want to mess up my, uh, my college. Oh, no. So I said, no problem. You know, she's probably doing the right thing. The music yes. business is always a, a, is a risk. Um, so she... It was always in my mind, I was like, well, if she doesn't want a career in music, well, maybe if I could just get a week out of her to film her, then at least we could capture what she's all about to have Perfect. put out there, and maybe we could, that's the way to get her music out there without her having to give up her other stuff. Right. You know? So that was the game plan there. And um, so that's a great fit. I put her information on my, on my blog as well, um, and we're going to feature a couple songs from each of the musicians uh, at break when we wrap. Oh, awesome! But I want to ask yeah. you: Were there any surprises? I just want to say one more. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Just want to say one more thing about Laura. Um, uh, in the early stages, when we were raising money uh, to shoot the film, um, we had some parties and and we had Laura perform. And we would invite potential investors and friends and and say, you know, we just wanted to show you a little bit about what the film's about and who who would be who we would be featuring. And you wouldn't believe the checks that were written <laughs> just based on her. She, she is, people just immediately call for her. She has a beautiful, very unique voice. And, um, yeah, she's one of the best parts of the movie. Truly, truly. She's so talented. And it's, and it's somebody who doesn't really want it. You yeah. know, it's, it's yeah. so crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, just, she's, she's definitely worth the price of admission right there. Well, I actually Googled her, and I was looking at some of her videos. She's got a gorgeous voice. Yeah. She has a great voice. I, I was going to ask, were there any, um, you know, takeaways from working on this film together as far as any big surprises or things you would do differently, you know, if you're going to do this again, another film? Well, one of the things um, I like telling the story about is, you know, we were, we were always a low-budget production, mm-hmm. and we had a DP lined up 
to shoot the film, who was a really good DP, but he was an up-and-coming kind of guy. And um, about a month before production, he had to drop out of the project because of a scheduling conflict. He had a, a bigger movie that he could do, and it was like kind of like he couldn't turn it down. So we were like uh, out of... Stressful. We were like, what are we going to do? We were, we're, we're, we're scheduled to shoot. Everything's ready to go. And we reached out to this DP named Dave Dunlap, who's a big Hollywood guy. If you, if you Google him, his credits are just unbelievable in terms of what he's worked on. And um, he... We, it literally was a Google search and an email, mm-hmm. and he read the script on a Saturday. And that Monday, he was in Wilkesboro, where we filmed the movie, having lunch with us, and he agreed to shoot the movie. What and a great guy. It was the greatest. It was the greatest thing that happened to the project because if you watch the film, I think anybody would agree whether you like it or not. That's subjective, but I think from a pure production value standpoint, the mm-hmm. film will hold up to anything that Hollywood puts out there. And that's solely because of this guy. This guy. Mm-hmm. And um, for him to come on, you know, he worked with us and realized we were low budget, but even at that, we needed to figure out how to be a bigger movie than we really are, right. than we really were. So that was a very, very intense time, just trying to play catch up to like, okay, how are we going to pull this off? Right. You know? But in the end, we did, and the proof of that is on the screen. And I did put uh, the list of your cast and crew and everyone up on my blog. So, uh, oh, cool. If people want to check that out. And so, as far as, you know, this is the world premiere, it's going to be incredible. And I want to ask you, what, is, what are some takeaways that you want audiences to walk away with? Mm-hmm. Hello? Sorry, I was on mute. I just, it's so noisy where I am. Oh, okay. Um, well, we have, we have some really beautiful kind of... Um, life experiences and, and things that a lot of people go through um, in life um, that we touch on in this film. And, and it really it tends to touch a lot of people. Um, um, but, but kind of the, 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 the theme that, that we had is, is really um, life is about following your dream. Right. And, um, and, and life usually gives you what you want, just kind of not the way you expected it to. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, when, when a detour comes along in, in, in your life and you think, oh, my gosh, this, I shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. do it. You take it, you know, follow it, see where it takes you. Yes. And, um, yeah, so that's, that, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very meaningful in that way to me. Um, you know, you find happiness in accepting life the way it is, not necessarily what you thought it was going to be. No, that's great advice. Do you have, do you both have advice for people that want to do this, that want to make a film? It's their passion and they, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got to do it. You just got to, you just got to do it and figure it out as you go, you know? Right. It's yeah. like, At any age, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm past 50 and this is my first film and it's, you know, you. it's all your dream, you know, yeah. you never know what you, what you can do. Just right. be persistent. Never give up. I think it, you're never too old. Yeah. I, I think it really helps that the two of you collaborated together because it's really hard to do something on your own. Did you? Hear yeah, me? it's um, you know, a lot of the lessons. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the lessons that we learned on this film. There's no film school class or book that you could learn that from. You just have to figure it out and do it. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people. And this doesn't even. Uh, this isn't even exclusive to film. It's in anything. It's just like you got to do it to learn how to do it. Right. You know, that's true. And and a lot of people just sit back and wait for that 
right time to just take the leap, and I don't think there ever is a right time for anything in life. You just got to do it. Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. Do you have a website for people to go visit for the film? Yeah, it's um, it's called www.allintimefilm.com. If you go there, there's all the information for Newport's up there right now, and uh, there's a link to our Facebook page, which we'd love for everybody to go to our Facebook page and like us because uh, that gets updated more frequently. Okay. Um, and that'd be great. And you could check out some of the uh, music and our trailers up there and all that kind of stuff. And you mentioned you have a trailer on your blog, I think you said. I put the trailer on my blog, which uh, the yeah. show I normally host is on Mondays, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and all your information and how the screening is on Saturday, April 25th at 7.45 p.m. Yeah, and I do want to add that our cast, we're going to have about six members of our cast there. Okay. Um, we're going to do a Q&A afterwards. Uh, Lynn Cohen who is from the Hunger Games. She's going to be in town. Um, Vanessa Ray, who's an actress on a TV show called Blue Bloods. Oh, yeah. Um, she's in, she's going to be there. And Jean-Luc Bilodeau, he's a up-and-coming uh, young kid that's on that ABC show, Baby Daddy. Yes. Um, they'll all be there, and we're excited to really get this film out there to people that don't know anything about the project to see what this thing is. You know, that's everybody great. that's seen it so far has been so close to it. So we're excited to get people's take and their questions and all that stuff. It'll be a fun time. Well, congratulations to the both of you on the world premiere coming up. Cool. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Well, thank I you. Hope thank to you. meet you sometime, and uh, I'll look for you at the screening. Yes. Yeah, say hello. We'd love to meet you. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. You too. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, we were talking with directors Chris Fetchko, Fetchko and Marina Donahue, and they were talking about their film All in Time, which is again on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, with the trailer and all the info. Again, I am t- taking over the reins for Flythe, uh, who hosts Life Digestus, Sounds Like Noise, from 2 to 4. So the rest of the show is going to be music. I'm going to feature some music from The Badleys, as well as Laura Shea, and then mix it up a little. Again, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs>